Good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Ksubis, Daf Hey. We're starting two lines from the bottom on Dalad Amit We had learned the Brisa yesterday trying to figure out what type of Ones would move the Takana Darabanan of getting married on a Wednesday back to getting married on a Monday. And we highlighted this unfortunate case where a Chassan's father died or where a Kala's mother died. And within the Brises that we learned, we also learned the following, which we're going to analyze now. Two lines from the bottom, Omar Mar. Here, Erev Shabbos doesn't mean during the daytime on Erev Shabbos. It means that they cannot have Tashmur Shemitah for the first time on Friday night, and as well on Saturday night. Now, the obvious question is going to be asked by the Gemara. We understand that on Friday night, it shouldn't be the first time that the couple's together, because the first time that a couple is together... That she has Tashma Shamita, it's a Chabura and it creates bleeding. We'll see that that's a big discussion in the Amoraim uh, by the end of today's Sugya. So, but uh, at least for the Havamina right now, we understand that they should not have Tashmish on Friday night. Elabamotse Shabbos on my low. What's that Saturday night? Let's let them get married on Saturday night. What? The Gemara doesn't say your answer, but the Gemara says, Amar Ibzeira, Mishum Cheshbonos. It says that we're concerned about people uh, spending time on Shabbos doing mathematical equations. An important halachic Rashi. Rashi says, top of the page, if they get married on Saturday night, then Saturday night will be the, the Suda. Then he's got, uh, how much is it going to cost me? How much is it per plate? And how much does the cutting cost? And how much, all the different cheshbonos. And then Rashi quotes the Isser Darabana, davar, a, a famed pasuk from Yeshaya, that we know references our limitations. We're not supposed to be speaking about these things on Shabbos. So therefore, one should never get married on a Motei Shabbos, but not because of Tash Mishamita, but because of cheshbonos. It's not Shabbos anymore, but rather because a person might violate the rabbinic injunction against uh, doing uh, dollars and cents math equations on Shabbos. Says about not getting married on Friday. This is talking about getting married Saturday night. No, no, but a minute before we said because they couldn't be together Friday. We have to wait till the end of today's daf and really see tomorrow's daf to answer that question. Uh, It's not the mice, anyways, but. but yeah, we don't, I, I believe the halacha is that we don't do that, but let's let's get to tomorrow's Gemara first. But the Gemara says that the, the concern that we have about cheshbonos over here is a ridiculous, that's ridiculous. And the Gemara is going to throw six or seven different arguments as to why that doesn't make sense. You're not allowed to make a financial cheshbon on Shabbos of things that are for a mitzvah. After all, number one, if it's a, if it's a mitzvah, it's mutter to think about the math. Number two, you're allowed to commit financial funds. Rabbi Friedman has spoken about this back in the day. You're allowed to do fundraising on Shabbos. We do Geshem, whatever you're allowed to Mishabarach, no problem at all. Number three, Rabbi Lazar Poskin, oh, I did that one? That was two. What was it? That was two. Number three, Bummer of Yaakov. And an emergency comes up. Oh, what are we going to do? You're allowed to talk money if it's, there's an urgent matter on Shabbos. Number four. You're allowed to, obviously, that's super clear. This case is not a good raya. You can be Michal Shabbos, for sure. But either way, the Gemara says we're allowed to do math for that. And number five. You can go into the theaters and into the major market places in order to, to debate things that need to be taken care of in the community. And as well, you're allowed to speak with, um, with the Machatanim about getting engaged. You're also allowed to talk about getting a child into school and getting him an umnas, 
all that is mutter. So how can you say that there's a problem getting married on Motzei Shabbos because you're concerned about the food? You're concerned about the making a cheshben about, oh, it's 100 bucks a plate and I'm inviting 250 guests and the carving stations are $500 a piece and all that's an open bar. No, it's mutter. Completely mutter. So therefore, that's not the problem. Ella, answer number two, quarter of the way down. Very, very practical concern. We're afraid that you're going to be Machal Shabbos and you're going to start Shechita a few minutes before it says, you're in a rush. So you decide, I just can't help myself and you can do Shechita. Unbelievable concern. It's not something that we're used to hearing. So that is, um, that is what the Gemara's concern is. And the Gemara says, if that's true, and listen to this case, it's a fascinating response. If it's true that you're concerned about the Motzei Shabbos, because you're going to possibly do Shechita while it's still Shabbos, well, what about another scenario that's similar? What about a case of Yom HaKippurim Shechalios B'Sheni B'Shabbos? Yom Kippur is supposed to be on a Monday. What then is the din about Sunday? You need to fress. That's the din. Kol ha Anyone who eats on the ninth day, there's a mitzvah to eat, according to some of Dindo Raisa, there's a mitzvah to eat on the ninth day. So then maybe Yidche, we should push off Yom Kippur, how do you push off Yom Kippur? We don't push off Yom Kippur. Obviously, we don't push off Yom Kippur. It's on top of Shabbos, everything. So it doesn't mean we push it off to the 11th. What it means is that when they're being, uh, when they're being Mechadesh, the Chodesh, that much, when they're doing Kiddush HaChodesh, so the Chacham has some latitude. One day, two days, they find a way to push it off. They, that's, they have, that's what it means by Yidche. It doesn't mean that we do it on the 11th. We mess around with Rosh Chodesh to make sure that it doesn't fall out on a Monday so that the Sunday doesn't become that day where we're stressed and you might be Mechal Shabbos, by the way. It's a terrible idea to be Mechalo Shabbos, Erev Yom Kippur, to eat on the night. It's not a good idea. The, the, the concern is a little outlandish in a way, and the Gemara actually rejects it. Says the Gemara, that's not a real concern. And even if Yom Kippur fell out on a Monday and the day to eat was the ninth of Tishrei on a Sunday, we're not concerned. Hasam Lotari. When it comes to Yom Kippur, the guy has to eat himself. He's not stressed. He's one mouth that he has to feed. I'll shecht afterwards. No problem at all. And Hacha, by the wedding, Tari. There we're concerned. You have to feed so many other people. There we, we may have more Yetzirah hearts bin Mukhal Shabbos. Inami, another possible answer is Hasam Isle Revacha. By Yom Kippur, you don't have to eat the whole meal Saturday night. You have 24 hours to eat for Motzei Shabbos. You have so much more time. You say, Ravacha, you have time. But Hacha, by the wedding, less lay Ravacha. The wedding is that night you have from the time of Tzesa Kochavim until, I don't know, an hour later. You got to shech, you got to cook, you have to salt. It's, it's very busy. So much bigger Yitzhahar over there. It says the Gemara, a very complex line, one that is dealt with in the Mephorshim. Now that you've come up with this conclusion, now that you've mentioned the concern about shechting an animal in its wrong time, says the Gemara, we should have the same concern on Friday nights, and that maybe one will be Mechal Shabbos as well. So the Mephoshim here are trying to say, are you, are you uprooting the initial concerns that we had about being on Friday night? So there's like a little bit of an opening here to say is that maybe we're really not so concerned about Tashma Shemitah on Friday night because the Gemara says, if you're concerned on Saturday night about Shechting a Benov, maybe we should be concerned about Friday night as well. And it's not clear from the Gemara what the opinion is about, uh, about Tashma Shemitah on Friday night. So to text this question, we're already seeing that there is already a break in the assumption that it's absolutely us. And we'll see uh, that there's a Machlokas Rav and Shmuel about this. The Gemara is bothered by the following question. That we know. The Minag as mentioned on Daf Beis and Ksubis is that a woman who is a Basula should get married on a Wednesday. But should it be that she's Viniv Elis that during the day 
on Wednesday during the day, not, not Wednesday night, which is really Thursday, but Wednesday during the day they had to be together. And still, if he were to find that she was not a basula, and we're not so concerned. So let's say they get married at 10 a.m. Uh, and they're, they're together at 2 p.m. So let's say at 2 p.m. he finds out that she's not a basula. So are we afraid that, that uh, are we not afraid that he's going to lose his, uh, his anger or concern, halachic concern about what happened by tomorrow morning when it's Bezdin, Thursday morning? Or says the Gemara, Here's really the Shiloh. If a woman gets married on a Wednesday, do they have to wait to have Tashmash Shemitah until Wednesday night? What's the Nafkimini to Wednesday day and Wednesday night? Well, between Wednesday day and Thursday morning when the Bezdin opens, maybe he'll forgive her or whatever the case is. Maybe it won't bother him quite as much, but that's a big problem. As mentioned, one of the reasons why we're waiting for Bezdin is because if in fact she has lost her Basulim once she was halachically engaged, then she cannot be with her husband anymore. That's us. Or we need him to go to Bezdin. So is, is she allowed to be intimate on Wednesday during the day as opposed to Wednesday night, which is halachic Thursday? And the Gemara presents Toshma, Detani Bar Kapar. Let's remember his name. It's going to come up again. Tatani Bar Kapara, halfway down on Hayamud Aleph, Besula Nises Berevi, and Viniv Elis Bechamishi. Yes, she should have Tashmish only, Thursday, only Wednesday night. Hoel Venam Rabo Brachala Dagim. Because on Wednesday night, which is really Thursday, there's a bracha for Dagim. What's the bracha for Dagim? Rashi, a third of the way down, Dibra Maskal Brachala Dagim, Peru or Vu'u Mu'as Hamayim, a Pasuk in Breshis. And there, because there's a bracha of Dagim, which is for Peru or Vu, they, she should dafka not have Tashmashamita during the day on Wednesday, but only once it's halachically Thursday, which is Wednesday night. And that's the appropriate time to be together. And by an Almana, an Almana, we don't have to worry about Bezdin because she's already been intimate before, so we don't have to worry about Mondays and Thursdays. She's getting married on a Thursday. And Almana, she should only have Tashma Shemitah after it's dark on Thursday night. And what's the diuk from this, Brisa? Of Bar Kapara. Taima, the reason why the Besula should only have Tashma Shemitah once it's nighttime on Wednesday is Mishum Bracha, because that's when the Bracha of Dagim is triggered, and that's ideal. And what's implied from there? is that we're not so concerned that if he were to have Tashma Shemitah at 2 p.m. on Wednesday, that he would lose his passion to go to Bezdin on Thursday morning. We're not concerned about that. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, if that's true, Almononami Tibayl Bechamishi Hovenem Rabo Brachadadagim, maybe she should have Tashma Shemitah on Thursday during the day, just like we wanted the, um, the Besula to have on Wednesday night, which is which is the day five, and that is the bracha of Dagim, says the Gemara. No, bracha da Adam Adifa. By the day of the Almana, she has the bracha of Adam. Rashi quotes the Pasuk, that's a bracha by human beings. Why don't we do that bracha for Basula? Because of Bezdim, we don't have a choice. She can't do, she can't be together with him on Thursday when Bezdim meets in the morning. So she has to do Wednesday. And in Nebuch, the bracha, bracha for Dagim is less good than the bracha for Adam. We don't have a choice. Because we're concerned of, um, of finding out that, uh, that lo nimtes Basulim, that there was no Basulim, he has to go to Bezdim, therefore she can only get married, the Almana, on a Wednesday. The Inami, there's another possibility in regards to the Almana. Maybe it's not because that the bracha of Adam is Adifa, the Inami Mishum Shaktu, a different form of Shaktu. Shaktu, as mentioned in the beginning of the Gemara on Daf Beis, was that the Chachamim were sensitive about something, the Tanya. Why is it that we say that an Almana, 
a woman who's been married before should get married on a Thursday, but only have Tashmash on Thursday night once it's dark out. Shima Omer Tibal If we say that she were to have Tash, that she should have Tashmish during the day on Thursday and not th- Thursday night, then if they have Tashmish that early, then the husband will go to work the next day. And that would not have been the case if they would have had Tashmish on Thursday night. Shaktu Chachamim, they were sensitive about Takanas, but that at least an Almana should be home, the Alman, the, the, should say the husband who married the Almana should be home for three days. Chamishi b'Shabbos, which is the day they get married. Ve'erev Shabbos, v'Shabbos. So what's the difference, says the Gemara, between the answers of Ma'ika ben Bracha l'Shaktu? What is the difference between the answer that says that Almana should have Tashma Shamita only on Thursday night because of the Bracha of Adam versus the answer of Shaktu that we want the husband home for three days? Okay, Gemara gives two answers. The Nafkamina would be Ika benayhu Adam Batel. The Nafkamina would be if a person doesn't have a job. If this man doesn't have a job, then they can have Tashma Shamita during the day on um, on Thursday because he has no he's not going to work on Friday no matter what so it doesn't matter what time they have Tashmish on Thursday Inami Yom Tov Shechalios Erev Shabbos if Friday is a Yontif that's also not a concern because he's definitely not going to work that day because it's Yontif fine we had mentioned Bar Kapara. That's why this Gemara interjects with a seemingly random Agadata from Bar Kapara. Says the Gemara, Darsh Bar Kapara, Gedolim, Maisa Tzadikim, Yosemi, Maisa Shemayim Aretz. Greater are the actions of the righteous, more so than the creation of the heavens and the earth. When it comes to the creation of the earth, what does the Pasuk say? Ksiv, this is a Pasuk in Yeshaya as well. Af Yadi he says, my hand in the singular, yadi, yasta aretz, it made, created a foundation for earth. Vimini, my right hand, tipcha shamayim, it spread out the heavens. So it says, by a Kodesh Baruch Hu creating shamayim v'aretz, that it was in the singular of yadi. First of the long lives. When it comes to the actions of tzadikim, the Pasuk speaks about a hand in the plural form. Ksiv, what does the Pasuk say? Yodecha, not Yodcha, but Yodecha. So we see that when it comes to creation of Shemayim Ba'aretz, it refers to one Yad of Hashem. When it comes to Maiset Tzadikim, it refers to Yodecha, two hands. So we see that Gdola Maiset Tzadikim, Mi Maiset Shemayim Ba'aretz. Says the Gemara, not such a good argument. Heishiv Bavli Echad, there was one Babylonian Amora who spoke about this. He responded, who was this person? Verabchia Shemo. It's an interesting presentation. Uh, we don't usually see that so often. That's what, I, that's what the Gemara says. Feel free to look in the Mepharshim. And the Gemara says, that they created the dry land, they, Yadav, his hands, Yatsaru, referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We wanted to say that Tzadikim were greater because they had two hands, Hashem only had one. This Pasuk seems to say that Hashem was using two hands, Yadav, Yatsaru. The Gemara says, no, you're right, it's read Yadav, but Yadok, Siv, it's written, the way it's written, the Ksiv is written in the singular, so therefore not a good Raya. Yeah, what about the last word? They, their hands, his hands in the plural, his hands, says the Gemara. You're right that the word Yatsaru is plural, but it wasn't talking about hands. It's talking about fingers. Says the Gemara, one hand, multiple fingers on one hand. Still with the premise of Bar Kapara, that the Maise Tzadikim are greater than Maise Shemayim Va'aretz. Kirchziv, as the Pasuk says, Ki That you can see Shemayim, made of your fingers. That you had established the moon and the stars. And this Pasuk seems to say, yes, very clearly, we're talking about fingers and not hands. Again, our standing assumption of Bar Kapara is correct, that Maise Tzadikim are greater than Maishe Shemayim Ba'aretz. 
Mesve, famous pasuk, Hashemayim Esaprim quote Kel Uma Ase Yodov Magid Harakia. What does the pasuk say? That a Kodesh Baruch Hu, he, that the Shemayim speaks. It's Mesaprim Kavod Kel. It speaks of the honor of Hashem. Uma Ase Yodov and the work of His hands. Magid Harakia. That the heavens speak about the work of His hands. Who is, who is it talking about? Seemingly from the Pasuk, it's talking about a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Says the Gemara, you've misunderstood the Pasuk. Hachi Kamar, this is the right way to understand the Pasuk. Hachi Kamar, Maise Yedeim Shel Tzadikim Mimagid Harakia. Who does the Rakia speak about? Their, their hands, about the Tzadikim? It's the Tzadikim, and it's not talking, the Pasuk's not talking about Hashem. Umay Nihu, what is the masterful work of the Tzadikim? Matar. Because when the Tzadikim daven, they're able to bring about rain. Famous story, Avinu Malkeinu with Rabbi Akiva, another time. That's what the Gemara says over here is that we see that it's still talking about it's still talking about the tzaddikim, and therefore we conclude this section of the Gemara that really the Maise tzaddikim are, are greater than the Maise Shemaim Va'aretz of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's a really wild idea that there are people down here who can do things that are gedolim, that are seemingly greater than the creation of the world. That's all back to the famed Medrash that a Kodesh Baruch Hu gets a complaint from the angels, how dare you, you excuse me, how could you give the Torah to, to a Ben Adam? Because people, they get to make choices. You don't get to make a choice. When I was in a Kiruv training program, one of the speakers said that when you're dealing with someone who says, I don't want to keep Shabbos, I don't want to keep Kashrus, so this Rebbe used to say, give Aldik, finally. You can actually make a choice in your life. You're not a puppet. You get to decide which one do you want to do. So it was a little spin on a person saying that they have a heart tonight. Great, you're wonderful, you're normal. Welcome to the club. We all have to decide things that we want to do and hopefully we'll do the right thing. But you're the one making the choice. At the end of the day, we got to give the latitude to people to make errors and make mistakes. We have to work on ourselves. And when we're trying to teach others, whether it be friends or family, it doesn't matter. There has to be a degree of latitude because that's where the healthy decisions are made. They're made only when we have another option. Next uh, statement of Bar Kapara. Darsh Bar Kapara. That there should be a, a peg of some kind on your ear. Al tikri oznecha, ela al oznecha, something on your ear. She'im yishama adam davar hagun, that if a person hears something that isn't befitting the ears of a ben Torah, turning to the top of Hayam Abayz, yaniach etzba'o be'oznav, I'm sorry, I don't want to listen to you. It's, uh, you know, cool, not the coolest thing in the world, but it is what the Gemara says is one of the reasons why we have fingers that actually fit in our ears. Why, do our, why are our hands shaped like pegs? Why do they fit so perfectly in our ears? And if you want to say, my just because we don't have webbed feet, but therefore they look like pegs, says the Gemara, that's ridiculous. Everybody knows that every finger on the hand has a purpose. The pinky is used to measure the choshen. is used to, the kmitza is the ring finger. That's used as part of the kmitza for grasping flower. Zoama, the middle finger, is used to measure an ama from the bottom of the elbow to the top of the middle finger. And what's the next one? Zo uh, etzba, that's the uh, the finger that does rikas hadam. And then lastly, zo godel, the godel was for a case of mitzora. Bohen yado hayimanis, bohen rago hayimanis. All of the fingers have a purpose. So the fact that our hand are mechalkan, that all the fingers are separated, that, that can't be what we're talking about. That has another reason why they're separated. Why is our hand in this shape? They could have been circular, they could have been rectangular, they could have been any other shape. Why do Kodesh Baruch make our hands like this? And the idea is repeated yet again. Omar, Ella, Matam, Meshupos, Kiesedos, why are they tapered like pegs? Same exact idea.
Tana de Rabbi Shmuel. Another thing about ears that's unique. Most of the ear is made of cartilage. The, the very top parts of our ear are, are cartilage. Like it's relatively kashe. The alia and the tail is raka, not the tail, but the lobe is quite soft. So it says the Gemara, you take your, the bottom of your ear and you fold it into your ear. My earlobes are like attached. I can't do that. But for people who have like real ones, they can fold them up and stick them in and leave them there. I'm not one of those people, but that's what the Gemara says, is that uh, we're supposed to be careful with what goes into our ears. I just heard a Maisa yesterday from Rabbi Shlami Neuberger that, uh, I can't remember the name of the Rav he told me. Such a great Maisa. He said in the 60s, someone walked into a house to be Miyayitz with the family, and he walked in, and there was like a 60s gunslinging type of show on black and white TVs back in the day. And the Rav, his eyes for the first time, saw someone killed on television, fainted, hit the floor on the spot. Because every time we hear something, every time we see something, it leaves a Roshan. One way or the other, it leaves a Roshan. There's no way to unsee or to unhear. And we live in a crazy world. Forget about the 60s. I mean, they had their problems, but I don't think it compares to the cell phones in our pockets and to all, this, uh, all the influences that are around us. But that's the Gemara. It's giving a general so that we should be careful about what we hear. The Brisa continues. It's the first part of the body to burn. It's no real skeleton, and therefore it's the first to go, God forbid, in a fire. I don't know why they talk about burning yourself down, but that's what the Gemara seems to say, is they burn first. Let's get into the sugya of whether or not it's mutter for a couple to have Tashmash for the first time on a Friday night or on Shabbos. There's going to be two versions to these sets of questions. They're quite similar. There are only subtle differences between them, and if you pay attention, you'll catch them. And here is version uh, version number one of our set of questions. Do we say that the fact that there will be blood from the Tash is because the blood is basically just sitting there? Or is it happening because there's actually a wound that's taking place? There's actually skin that's tearing. And even if you want to seem to say that it's much because the blood is simply collected there, the dam is just a gilui that Tashmish happened. No, it's not the dam that we need. It's the psicha of that, that osamakum, and the tearing of the skin is part and parcel of the asir. Therefore, tsarich, the asir, and it should be asir. That it's really only about the, about the blood, that that's a gili that Tashmish happened. And tsarich, and upesach memelakasi, and only in passing is there skin that actually opens. So then we have to ask another question. Halacha krib shim and damar davashin miskavin lutter, or halacha krib yehuda damar davashin miskavin asir. We're giving a nice throwback. To Masechah Shabbos, the classical machlokas that we have between Reb Shimon and Reb Yehuda about Darshan and Miskavin. Your your kavanah is not about the about the about the besulim itself. It's only about the dam. It happens to be derech agav that the the, the besulim can break. But that that we hold is aser, but this is is it really This is mekalkel. You're destroying something. You're not fixing something. Mekalkel who ate pesach or mitakin who ate pesach is tashmash amita and the breaking of the basulim considered to be mekalkel, which is destruction, which is therefore mutter. Or would it be um, would it be mitakin that you're actually fixing the body and therefore that should be aser even according to Yehuda? All of this is version number one of the questions, and let's see another 
uh, flow of questions in a similar vein. Taking a more stringent line, the others, when we first asked these questions, it took a strict line of all of the Vim Tim Salomars. This set of Vim Tim Salomars is stricter. So Vim Tim Salomar Dam Chabura Mechbar, that the Tashma Shemitah leads to a Chabura, then Ladam Hutzarach Vaser, Odilma Lahanoas Atma Hutzarach Vashari. Then maybe we should say, do we need the blood? To, that's a gilui that there was a chabura, and therefore the tashmish is azur. Or Dilma, no, ikran shel dvarim is that there's hana for him in the tashmish amit, and therefore it should be mutter because it's not about the breaking of the basulim. If you want to say lakula, that it's only about him and not about the chabura, the blood happens on its own. Do we say halacha krib Yehuda? That Davshin Miskaven is Asr, or Halacha Krib Shimon, that Davshin Miskaven is Mutter. Which one? And I feel of Imtim Salomar, Halacha Krib Yehuda. Do we say strictly like Rabbi Yehuda, but maybe this is different because maybe this is Mekalkil Bechabura and it should be Mutter, or Metakin Bechabura, or Metakin Bechabura, or it's actually fixing something and it would be Asr. Imtim Salomar, Mekalkil Bechabura. And even if you want to say that it's Mutter because it's just Mekalkil, you're, you're not trying to fix anything, you're actually damaging a part of the body, who? then do we say, Mekalkil Halacha Krib Yehuda, oh, Halacha Krib Shimon? So all of these different iterations. The basic simple question is, is it much over the Tash Meshamita on Friday night with these two sophisticated approaches as to how to ask the question? And the Gemara says, and we're going to conclude with these two lines, and then we'll pick up with the Sugya tomorrow. Bebei Rav Amre, in the base Medrash of Rav, what did they say? Rav Shari Vishmuel Asar. In the location of Rav, Rav says it's motor for the Rebitash Meshamita, and Shmuel said that it's Asr. But Benaharda, which was the place of Shmuel, Rashi says, Benaharda in the base measure of Shmuel, they said the opposite. Amri, that Rav was the one who said Asar, and Shmuel was the one who said Shari. How do we remember who said what? It's very simple. In the place in which you live, you're Mekel. If you're a Shmuel, Nick, and you, you're in Naharda, Shmuel was the lenient one. If you're by Rav, then Rav was the one that was going to be lenient in his town. Each one in their own locale seemed to hold that their Rebbe was Mekel and the other Rav was Machmir. That's fascinating to start with. What was the truth? We don't even know what happened yet. So this is all part and parcel of the Machlokas. We're going to stop right here. We'll pick up four lines down on Vav Medalev tomorrow night. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Thank you.